Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers. Today, we're going to do part two of the message that we started last week, which was entitled, This is Eternal Life. This is eternal life. And we were talking about uh, the scriptures, our base scripture was in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 17. Let's start there. The first three verses says, Jesus spoke these things and lifting up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the Son may glorify you. Even as you gave him authority over all flesh, that to all whom you give, you've given him, he may give eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And we talked about knowing him and that the names and attributes of God will reveal, will manifest to us who God is. Verse 6, I have manifested your name to the men who you gave me out of the world. Now, when he manifested the name, he's manifesting the character, the attributes of God to his people. And so what we wanted to do was to glean from that and say, well, God, we want to know you more. And that's the object of our pursuit of God. And when the uh, group gets together on the third Friday of the month, they're pursuing his presence because they want to be closer to him. I don't think we can get close enough to him. We need to be pursuing all the time his presence. Pursuing him. Pursuing him. Because in his presence there is fullness of joy, isn't it? And we can use joy in this life, can't we? Now, as we talked about the names of God, we went to Exodus and We'll start where we left off at in Exodus, in chapter 6. This was after, of course, Moses had gone to Egypt, and after uh, he found out that Pharaoh was not going to let the Egyptians, he was not gonna, just wasn't going to let the Israelites go. Wasn't going to let them go. They were going to keep them in bondage. And they, of course, made their load heavier, their burden heavier. They had to make bricks without straw. And we talked about how Moses fell at the feet of the Lord, and he sought the Lord, and he was very upset. And in verse 1 of chapter 6, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you see, you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For under compulsion, I will let him go. 
and under compulsion he shall drive out his people. So we talked about that. In verse 2, it says, God spoke further to Moses and said, I am the Lord. I am Yahweh, or I am Jehovah, and I appear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. Now, he's revealing, of course, he's repeating names that they knew. They knew Yahweh. They knew El Shaddai. They knew that name, God Almighty. They knew it. And he's telling them that I'm going to reveal even more. I'm going to reveal that I am the covenant-keeping God. I'm revealing more about who I am so that you understand that even though things are going to happen that's going to be contrary to what I've sent you for, even though it may look bad, I am still going to keep my covenant. I am going to be faithful to you. So we talked about that. God has names. Oh, how wonderful it is when you know the names of God. On the screen, I was going to just put some names up there so you'll see some of the names of God. And we're going to talk about one of those names. Like the name uh, Jehovah Sidkenu. God is... Our righteousness, isn't he? He's our righteousness. In the New Testament, we know that Jesus Christ is our righteousness. God has imputed righteousness to us because our lives are hid with Christ in God. And so we don't have to try to now work our way to righteousness like they did in the Old Testament. We are righteous because of the blood of Jesus. His righteousness is our righteousness. Does that tell you something about who God is? When we know his names, it's supposed to give us encouragement. It's supposed to uh, lift us up. See, when we know that Jehovah, Sikhanu, is is revealed to us, his his righteousness to us, we don't have to, we don't have to be, well, you know, I grew up, I I was trying to please everybody uh, to be accepted. And I want to do the same thing because in in church I want to be accepted, in Christianity I want to be accepted. uh, when I get to, get to heaven, I'll uh, stand before God. I want to be accepted. You don't have to go through those pains because you are accepted. When you got born again, you got accepted at a time. And we have been given the seal of that. The seal, the Holy Spirit is a seal for us. It says in Ephesians. He's a seal. He's, in other words, he's a pledge. In, in other words, he's a down payment 
for our inheritance. That's exciting. How can you lose if, if you, um, probably they don't do that now, I don't know, is that um, you can lay away things in the store for Christmas. Can you lay away things? You still lay away things? Okay, good. I thought that was back in the you know, 60s or 70s, you know. Okay, you can still lay away things. Do you go in there and say, well, hey, I want to lay this away. I'll put it up for them. I'll be back for Christmas. And they said, well, it's going to be 20% down or 30% or whatever they say. No, no, my word is good. It didn't work, it didn't work back there. In back when I was there, it didn't work that way. Does it work that way now? It doesn't work that way still, okay. So you're going to have to pay some money, right? And that money is like a pledge. It's a down payment. And suppose that was the last one of whatever. Can I come in there after you leave and made your you know, down payment, your pledge? I come in and say, hey, uh, do you have any more, uh, let's say, flat screen TVs or whatever? And you say, well, uh, no, we, we just sold the last one. Hey, I want it. No, I'm sorry. Suppose I, I'll pay twice for it, twice the amount for it. <laughs> Don't lay away anything with them. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> See, I'm so glad that we have honest merchant, <laughs> merchants. <laughs> They're not going to give it away. And I'm so glad that Jesus... No one can pluck, him, pluck us out of his hands. No one. Satan can come and he can say, well, look, you know, I'll pay twice what I'll pay three times for him. No, no, no. They're mine. They're mine. Woo. <laughs> I'm so glad of that, you know. I'm so glad of that. But that's, that's what comes with the name. The name, Jehovah Sidkenu. It comes with the name. Jehovah Makedesh. It comes with the name. When we know that name, that name tells us that, oh, he's a holy God and he's causing us to be holy. So he's our sanctifier. And the Holy Spirit is our sanctifier. He sanctifies. We are in the process of, even though when we got born again, we were already sanctified at that point. Meaning that we are set apart. That's what it means. We are set apart from the world to him. We are his. But there's a process also of sanctification. Because we're, like Paul, we're pressing towards the prize for the high, com- high calling, aren't we? We're pressing towards the mark for the high calling. That's what we're doing. And so I am pressing, you're pressing, because the Holy Spirit is giving us the desire to press into him. More and more sanctification. When you know that name, you don't have to, you don't have to be concerned with, well, I wonder will I ever, you know, change. Yes, you're going to change. When you sign up for Christianity, when you got born again, you already signed up for change. My word tells me that we were predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So that means that it's a done deal. What you see is not necessarily what I'm going to be. Aren't you glad? (laughs) I'm talking about you, Virgil. (laughs) 
I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I already know that there's a difference between me now and me. Come on, virgin. <laughs> me now and, and, and me when I taught Lord Fox over at Lincoln Junior High. I'm so glad. I am so glad. You know, <laughs> it was a little bit too loud, Lord. <laughs> I'm so glad that, that, that I've changed. I've changed. Yeah. And, and we are being changed, aren't we? Yeah, yeah you're being changed. You know, I can't, I can't wait to see some of these students that they come into Lynchburg to, to Liberty and different places, you know. And uh, they come here, and, and you see them, and, um, you know, they, they, they are where they are now, but you know that they, oh, my goodness gracious, you wait till they become seniors. Woo! They're gonna be, they're gonna be totally changed more and more. Four years makes a difference. It makes a difference. And all of us who have children, we know that. My goodness gracious, you know. I remember when, right? We remember when our parents can tell us. I remember when, boy, right? Yeah. We have changed, and I'm so glad that we have the changer inside of us. When we know that. Uh, Jehovah Nisi, we know that he's our victory. We know that he's our banner. We know that, oh, yes, 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 we have victory in Jesus Christ. We have victory. We're going to win. Regardless of how it looks, we're going to win. Yeah, we're going to win. So it excites me when I, when I know those names. It gives me more encouragement. And that's what God was doing for Moses uh, when Moses was complaining about the hardship that Pharaoh was causing the children of Israel, and he didn't sign up for that. He signed up that he was going to come and lead them out. You know, he didn't know it was going to be a hardship leading them out. But you didn't know it was a hardship when you became a Christian, did you? Probably people didn't already tell you everything before you got saved. You just got saved because, you know, God was drawing you and, and things like that, and you just wanted to be a part of the family of Christ, the body of Christ. But when you found out that, oh, my goodness gracious, it's a target on me, you know, and the enemy shoots very well, you know, I'm getting hit. Then, you know, you, you can, you, sometimes you, you get d- discouraged. So that's why the body is important, for you to be a part of the body, to come and get encouraged on, on, on every time the body meets. And you can uh, also get in small groups and, and you get encouragement because if somebody doesn't know what you're going through, they can't pray for you, you see? And in church, like a size of this, you say, well, you know, I'm not going to tell everybody my problems. And you're not. But in small groups, you will. You will. You, you, you find out things about people in small groups. So the body, we need each other so we can encourage each other because we're going through things. And the body will tell you, oh, don't you worry. Even though you're going through this, there is victory in Jesus Christ. Oh, he has his banner up. He has that flag. And I'll tell you what, you know, uh, something good is going to happen. You remember the westerns that we used to see? Did y'all used to watch westerns? Some of you did. Okay. Uh, and and when, they, when, when the cavalry came, they had a flag. They had a flag. And you know that you're in deep trouble if, you, if the cavalry is not for you. you know? And so, <laughs> so uh, when Jesus Christ, he got the banner up, he got the flag up, and you just rally around that flag, there's victory where that flag is. It's victory. Jehovah Jireh, you know, we know that, oh, he's our supply. He's our provider, isn't he? And so what do you have need of today? The encouragement is you 
know that his name, one of his names, one of his attributes will be Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. And so when you know this story of uh, Abraham, you know, with his son Isaac going up and, and going to uh, sacrifice him in, under the direction of, of, of God, and the ram shows up, now we say, oh, hey, God is our provider. Even though it looks really bad here, at the last minute, God's going to show up in my situation, you know, because he's my provider. A ram's going to be in the bush somewhere, somewhere. I don't know what's going to happen, but some money going to show up. You know, it's going to show up. I don't know how it's going to show up, but it's going to show up. You see? We can have encouragement like that you see? when we know the names of God. It's so exciting when, you know, it's Mother's Day, and I want to share with you from Romans, a little bit, chapter 1. And, and um, if, you, if you don't have your Bibles, okay. And it was not in my notes, so uh, they'll find it on PowerPoint probably. And if not, let me read it to you. In Romans chapter 1, verse 18, it says that, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and un- all unrighteousness. Aren't you glad you are righteous? Right, because we don't have to be concerned about the wrath of God. Not to be concerned with it. We're not going to have to deal with that. We're righteous. We're just talking about not yet saved. Of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident in them. For since the creation of the world... His invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature, all his names now, the attributes of names, have been clearly clearly seen, being understood through what he has made so that they are without excuse. Now, I say that the whole creation speaks of the glory of God. I said that the attributes of God speaks through everything God has created. He's created us. Is that correct? Are we in the right place now? Okay. Okay, I didn't hear too many amens on that, you know. We're not in that evolution thing, are we? Okay, I just want, I just want to make sure now you're not there. Okay? A lot of things sneak in the church. just want to make sure, you know. Okay? We are created. Okay, in the image of Jesus Christ. Okay, now, since the attributes of God are clearly seen, that means that we exhibit some of the attributes of God. We really do. And so, today is Mother's Day, and do you know that you can, you can tell some of the attributes of God through mothers. You understand that? Yeah. Yeah. You can. You can. Yeah. 
I'm glad you're nodding your head. Yeah. yeah. Because she's holding on to you. Just make sure. <laughs> you see, mothers are so wonderful. Yeah, they are so wonderful. Yeah. You, got it, you got it right, you know. Your mother's sitting right over there. You're right. <laughs> and we, we can tell some of the attributes of God because of the, 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 the attributes of our mother. I want to talk about just a few, just a few. Uh, one is that she's so kind. The mothers are usually kind, kinder than the fathers, you know. That? Yeah, they're usually more kinder, you know. Um, they're more considerate, usually, than, than us. Would you agree, all the women? Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we're, we're rough a lot of times. We're rough. Uh, but I'm telling you that uh, women are not, they're not rough, really like that. You know? They're tender, things like that. So we have to treat them with tenderness. You see? And that's an attribute of God. He, he's so kind, isn't he? He's so considerate, isn't he? And without women, without mothers, do you realize that we'll be missing all of that part of God when we were growing up? We'll be missing it. And so, you know, just the parents with, without a mother, you know, without if their mother died at childbirth or something like that, and, and the child said, the only thing you have is a father. Uh, somebody in the church, somebody has to take over and, and kind of help in that situation because she's going to be missing, that the daughter or the son going to be missing part of the attributes of God being raised up like that just with a male. They will be missing all that kindness and all these considerate things because you're going, if it's a girl, uh, have mercy on her. You know, we have pray for her because usually, you know, we're going to treat her just like a boy. We'll say, hey, you know, uh, uh, you know, you skint your leg. It's not bleeding much. You know, just go ahead on. Doesn't need stitches. Don't need stitches. You know, I can tell. Doesn't need stitches. You know. No, we're not going to be that considerate and kind uh, person like that. Now, mothers deserve more than we give them. They really do. And one of them is that they deserve the honor since God gave us mothers, right? He says not, it's not good for a man to be alone. He gave us mothers, didn't he? Okay, he gave us mothers. Then we need to, we need to be grateful to God and honor God by honoring our mothers. See, when you honor your mother, you honor God. Do you, do you know that? Now, if you don't know that, then you don't know the fifth commandment. All right? And it's still, the fifth commandment is all the way through the New Testament. Now, don't, don't look at me like that, you know? <laughs> don't we supposed to honor our, our father and mother? That we'll prolong our days in the land which the Lord, our God, giveth thee? Yeah, that's a commandment. And he's trying to help us to understand that when you rear children to honor their mother, you actually rear them to honor him. So one of the things that we need to do, if we're going to honor God like we should, is honor our mother. And we can honor our mother, number one, by verbally 
honoring her. Verbally honoring her. We need to say things to our mothers more than just once a year. This day is a great day because God has preserved it. But we are no different than the way we were before we were born again if we honor our mothers today only just because it's Mother's Day. The world does that. The world does that. I did that before, before I was born again. I did that. What's going to make us any different? Because we have a revelation of why we should be honoring our mother. Because it's a gift from God, she's a gift from God, and therefore we honor God by honoring our mothers 365 days of the year. I want us this year to see how many days you can honor your mother from now to next year this time. Next year this time, it'll be graduation for liberty in the colleges, won't it? They'll be coming to church for the last time. And so it'll be Mother's Day again. You're going to take her out and all those type of things. Let's see how many days we can honor her. If our mother's still living. Mine's not still living. But I have a, I have a uh, stepmother. So I can honor her. And I also have children. So my children, they have a mother. So I can honor my wife. Right? Because as I honor my wife, I'm honoring the mother of my children, which is a better example than anything you can set before your children, really, is if you can honor your mother, husbands, the mother of your children, you can honor her, then what will happen is that your children will gain wisdom and revelation on what they're supposed to do. Do you realize that when you treat your wife, and you have children, you treat your wife in a negative way, Do you realize that your children hear you? And they'll start treating her in a negative way. And what you're doing is is you are modeling how to dishonor before your children, and then they dishonor, and and, and, and you don't realize it, but you're causing them to be disobedient to the word of God by just your example. So I'm saying we can honor the mother of our children verbally. We can say, I love you. That's verbal. We don't have to say, look, I told you last year I love you. You know? How many times I married you, didn't I? You know? Yeah. It's just a man thing. See, oh, we don't have to do that. We don't do that. You know? I go to work, don't I? I show you my love. I don't have to say it. Or if she said, I love you, sweetheart, well, me too. What's me too? Say it. What, what me too? Me too. Yeah. Don't want to say those three words. Tell her how much, tell your mother how much you love her. Tell your, your wife, if you have children, how much you love her. Tell her how much you love her. See how many days of the, of the year you can tell her that. See how many days you can do that. Now, we know financially you, you won't take her out, and it wouldn't be wisdom anyway to take her out, 
to eat every day, 365 days a week. She gonna, you had a roller in here. She probably won't get through the, the doors. <laughs> eating out is not healthy, you know. <laughs> you know, a lot. It's not healthy a lot, okay? Um, so you, you don't want to do that. But we can, we, can, we can do it verbally, can't we? We can do it verbally. Now, also, we can do it physically, okay? How many times do you hug your mother? She spent your early years, her hands all over you, you know? Really, she did. She, you know, from the time you were born, she was holding you. Change your diaper, she had to put hands on you. That's the beginning of laying on her hands, you know? <laughs> you know? Then don't we? Your mother has done that. All of our mothers have done that to us. And then we don't want to, you know, you get to be a junior high, or teenager, you know, uh, give me a hug. You know, they don't, they don't want to give them a hug. You know, don't want to give them a hug. Right? You're not like that all your days. No, you're not like that. You, you know, you, you're ready. You tell your parents, give me a hug. Give me a hug, right? Don't you? Yeah, I know. I can tell on your face. Yeah. You need to embrace, touch your mother. And we, older saints, our mothers are getting older. You know? And so, therefore, they need that touch. They want that touch from us. So we're talking about verbally, physically. How about attention-wise? I saw that. That was good. She just hugged the mother. That was good. I, I saw that. That was really good. I saw it. I saw it. That was beautiful. How about attention-wise? Our parents gave us attention, didn't they? The mothers particularly. Fathers don't give you much. But mothers give you attention. If you want to talk about your day, if you want to talk about, you know, your, uh, you know what, you, what you made, you know, you want to talk about all these things, you know, your mother will listen attentively. God listens attentively, doesn't he, to us? Our mothers listen attentively to us. But see, as, as, we get, as we get older, and we have mothers now, and we're grown, we don't want to give them attention. Because a lot of times, see, all the children have gone out of the house, and, and they're, they're by themselves, and you call, they just want to talk. They want to talk. They want to talk. They want to talk. And they want to talk. You know? Give them that attention. They gave it to you. Give it to them. That's very important. Very important. Give them attention. We don't want to spend time with our mothers a lot of times after we're uh, above a certain age. Usually by the time we hit the junior high, we don't want, we don't want any attention. Uh, we don't want to give our parents any attention. You know, we hit the house and enter the room. You know, and, and, and if we don't, if we don't, if we're in the car, we got our earphones on and, and we're doing some things there. We don't want to give our parents attention. And I say, today, realize that your parents want attention. Do you know that's better than eating out? Really. If you gave them the attention that they need. So we're talking about verbiage, verbal, you know. We're talking about physically, giving them attention. And another one is being grateful. That's a biggie, isn't it? Being grateful. I know parents, you, you, you would uh, give 
give the world for your children being grateful for what you've done for them. We need to be grateful to our mothers. Be grateful. Because they have put up with a lot, haven't they? Yeah. They've done a lot for us. Let me read you one thing here. This was in an elementary, elementary science class. They've been studying, studying magnets. You know, a magnet is the thing that draws metal to it. Everybody understand what I'm talking about? Okay, magnets, okay. They were studying how metal objects are attracted to magnets. At the end of the semester now, this elementary school class, they had to take a SOL test, you know, whatever test. And on the test, the teacher had on this test, or whoever made the test up, put it up there. Here's the exam question. Six letters start with an M. Picks things up. What am I? Over half the children wrote. That's right. That's right. Now, now, now think about it now. Think about it. Of the answers you just gave, I did not hear not one father. No, really, I didn't hear it. I heard everybody say what? Right. Because our, our mothers do what? They pick up out something. They pick up out. You go any. You ask any any adult who have parents who have children. You ask them, oh, how's their how's the, how's the teenager's room? Come on, no need to ask. You know how it is. And once they get about ten years old, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, whatever, you still they can pick up. They can do things, but who picks up? Mothers usually. We try to get them to pick up, but usually it's the mothers. The mothers. The mothers. I had a basketball player. Once I tried to tell uh, his grandmother, I said, look, stop picking up after this boy. And he's a senior in high school, uh, going to college on a scholarship. And he, when he pulls off his pants, it stays right there where he pulled them off at. When he gets out of the bed, when he gets out of bed, the bed stays just like it is. I said, why don't you make up your bed? Well, I'm going to get back in it in the night. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> make up your bed, boy. You know? yeah. Verbally, honor your mother. Physically, honor your mother. Give her the attention that she deserves. Be grateful. And the last one, be generous. Be generous. She's been generous to you. You ask any mother, and they'll tell you the sacrifices they made for their child. Come on. They've given up a lot of things to provide for the children. You ask them, do you buy new clothes? Do you do all this? No. They sacrifice for the children. They're generous. But now it's time for us to return some of that, isn't it? For us older ones, be generous. More than just on Mother's Day. See, we're not talking about just, just Mother's Day. See, if we were giving this speech, you know, at a graduation, uh, secular graduation or something, we had to, had to say, you know, 
um, you know, on this day. For the church is every day. Every day. Be generous. You can be generous with your words. You can be generous with your attention. You can be generous with your hugs. Can't you? Okay. Actually, I want you to make that, you know, make this part of your youth group. Why? J-Y? No, Y-J. J-Y. Jesus you. Okay. Because when I see days in the hall, I'm saying, how many hugs did you give your dad, girl? Yeah. I'm going to ask Nathan Roberts, how many hugs did you give your dad, boy? Right? Boys don't want to hug nobody. Yeah. Right? And I expect a lot of uh, hugs coming to you, baby. Not only today. Because I can tell Brandon's back there. I mean, She's going to hug you every time she sees you. Yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, these mothers, it's going to get good if, if, if your child is. It's going to get really good. And also, I want you to make sure it's good for your, your mothers, if your mother's still living. Okay. It's important. For the conclusion of the message, I have a video clip that I'd like to show you. And then we'll close the service. It's from a little child. Each of us should be able to say that I'm a child of God. So as a, as a, as a little child would do those things and, uh, to their mother, so we can do to our mother if we have one and still living. And if not, we can do it to our wife if she's a mother. We can make sure she knows that she's loved. And some of you here, your, your children might not be with you. They might be grown and, and out in another country or wherever. You can also know that you're loved 
because you have a husband who's going to show you that love. Because it's in gratitude to our Heavenly Father who has revealed himself in his names. And so we can do the same for our wives. If there's anyone here that you'll say today, I would like to be in that kingdom as a dear child because such is the kingdom of heaven as a little child is. I want to be in that kingdom. Today is the day of salvation for you. If, is there, if there's anyone here that you say, I gave my life to Christ, but I, I, I'm just not living for him. Today is the day to return to your Heavenly Father who loves you. And if there's something between you and your mother, there's something between you and the mother of your children, Today is the day, right now, we need to make it right before God. Because he doesn't want any breaking of uh, relationships. He is a reconciler. So we should be also. And I know some, some might have gone through horrendous things as a parent with your children and there's some things between you get us straight you know if you come to altar altar and with a gift leave a gift if you know your child has something uh, against you or vice versa if you have something against someone else go to them one on one make it right God is a restore of relationships I had a prayer team come up please. They'll be here for salvation, for rededication, to pray with you if there's something between you and your mother. They'll be here to pray with you because it's very important, very important to God that you honor your mother. We have a, a cake outside. It's a happy Mother's Day to the mothers. We just want to be a, a blessing and recognize that mothers are special. So if you can take a little time to stop by and fellowship with other parts of the body, even if you don't eat cake, it's fine. Uh, just fellowship a little bit and then go out to eat or whatever you plan on doing. That will be great. We love you. God loves you. Amen. Um, please um, guide yourselves accordingly to the announcement that, announcements that were made earlier. 
thank you again for visiting Cornerstone. If you're a visitor, um, thank you members. If you're members, um, happy Happy Mother's Day again. Uh, pray, pray that you have a blessed and awesome day in the Lord. And as Pastor Taylor said, every day, uh, please when you're leaving, please greet Pastor Taylor and his wife as you're leaving. Greet him and uh, again, thank you for visiting. Let's just say a blessing. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you just bless us and keep us, guide us, and bring us back safely until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.